start recording. Excellent. Yeah. Mate, what a privilege. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, look, you know, I just I just try to fucking like I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't do things 50%, 60% or 70%. I'm like 200%. We're going to get along just fine. Well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to another podcast. We've got another photographer with us here today, Rich. Thank you, thank Richie you, for Rich. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is honestly unbelievable. It's uh, a privilege to be here, like I said before. But yeah, it's someone that I've looked up to and aspired to be. And fucking hell, like that. What's, what fantastic. are you doing to me first thing in the morning? <laughs> is I'm getting all hot and bothered. Please, mate. Sounds like you want to take me out on a date on Valentine's Day. Oh, coming up, and uh, you know. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have a date for that one, so you might be on the cards. Hey, uh, I don't either, but anyway, I'll probably sh- probably be shooting somewhere or I was doing, gonna say, doing a podcast. I'm sure there's uh, pretty ladies that you could be hanging out with rather than me anyway, so. <laughs> Mate, H- how did you get into photography? Thanks think, for the coffee, by the way. Oh, more than welcome, mate. Absolutely. Um, I kind of took it up as a bit of a joke, you know, the whole... Asian stereotype, lean into the whole, you know, Asian guy with a camera sort of vibe. Hey, man, are you Asian? Hey? Are you Asian? Can you tell by my smile? <laughs> no, I took it up just as a little bit of a hobby. I, I did a lot of uh, landscape and food photography because that's easy. <sighs> of course you took up landscape. It's, right? You know, Somewhere 550D with a 50 mil and off, all of a sudden I'm running around. Yeah. But then the funny part was I kind of put down for a while my, my friend Ben, who's a cinematographer, Australian cinematographer, he uh, kind of just encouraged me to pick up the camera again. Next yeah. thing I know, I was trying to shoot people. Yeah. And that's when it really got difficult. Yeah, people are difficult. Yeah. It's Because it's a different technique to like landscape, right? Absolutely. And landscape, I, I kind of feel with, you know, anyone with a decent camera can take a photo of a nice waterfall or a nice beach. Can they? Yes and no. Editing. Maybe not so much. I mean, you got to learn the three principles of using a camera mm. in order to take a good waterfall shot. True. You I know. agree with that. But I suppose if you play around with it enough, then you're bound to fall into the right ISO and the right shutter speed. And But I think, you know, when you pick it up early, auto is a fantastic thing. And then auto is great, <laughs> but... Of course. It's all vanilla. Absolutely. I get, and then I think that's where the whole introduction of shooting people, what came into it was like, it's a new level of learning how to shoot angles, Mm. lighting. Mm. I'm still learning that to this day. So it's, it's. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, mate. (laughs) I'm finding it hard to breathe in here. My head's so big. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. But no, but it's good. And I think that's what I mean. It's getting to meet people like yourself and getting to bounce ideas off and having inspiration like that is actually a good thing. Yeah, totally. It totally is. Um, okay. So you started with landscapes mm-hmm. and then your, your mate said, yep, pick it up. Let's go back out there and start up. shooting. Next thing I know. Yeah. Cause he wanted me to get into the whole YouTube phase and all that kind of jazz with him. Yeah. Never picked that up, you know, never really had a, a chance to it, it didn't i i feel like youtube hasn't really picked up here in australia no. anyway so youtube in asia mm-hmm. holy shit it's everyone talks about youtube this youtube that like instagram is nothing in asia really yeah 
There you go. Because everybody, because of the, because of the YouTube movement, yeah. like really picked up in Asia. Like everyone's got like a YouTube channel, or they, you know, and then and so 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 basically, what that means is they they really focused in on like long form content mm-hmm. rather than short form content, and um and that's I think that's just what the community wanted like over there you know what the region wanted mm. oh, shit i need to close that door <laughs> yeah and i've always found it quite interesting with the whole that sort of thing in cinematography and all that kind of jazz is actually quite interesting with transition basis and learning all of that as well that that was quite good for me but same time it's wasn't my niche, wasn't my forte. Yeah. Didn't have the time to sit down and learn all those principles as well. So I kind of stuck to photography pretty hard. Yeah. But the good thing is the reason why I kept going and I've been doing it for uh, a few years now is the people. I think that's, that's why I do it. Yeah. Cause you get to meet a whole range of people and you know, you never know what you're going to get out of them, whether it's just going to be friends, business, whatever it is, but that the networking side of what we do is awesome. And you seem like a real people type of person anyway <laughs> Sales. right and so i think that's that's where um that that's that's what makes you a successful photographer versus a hobbyist or the the, the characteristics of a successful photographer mm. or, or anybody successful is someone who is good with people can communicate but can also execute and and that communication piece, I think, you know, there there is something about being charismatic in the way that you talk to people or communicate with people and deal with, you know, the varying levels of complexity that come with <coughs> emotions and perceptions and you know, oh, agendas and like all that type of stuff. And right? it's really interesting that you bring up a lot of that in the, in the last part is that, you know, the biggest thing for, I guess, for me and in what I shoot and what, you know, in the niche that we kind of lean into, it, I've always found it difficult. Like, you know, when you reach out to someone, you want to shoot with them and things like that, first meetings, everything. like I think the biggest thing I've always thought about is like if they've ever felt uncomfortable doing what we're doing, I've failed. It's not, you know, that's not, we're there to enjoy our time mm. and, you know, capture some awesome images and enjoy that. That's the cool part about what we do. Yeah, 100%. And if they ever felt uncomfortable or this and that, I think that's just, you know, and then unfortunately there's a lot of that in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> Too and much th- of that. It, <laughs> and being charismatic and everything, you just, you know, eases the mood and being, you know, relatable. And there's, there's, there's a fine line between being charismatic versus being like flirty or sleazy you know again that's probably the line that i never try to cross in that space Mm. it's it's all fun and games and you know obviously when you develop better friendships and you know the banter becomes funner and that's different yeah you know i've I've worked with several several of the the girls and you know we're great friends now and you know it's it's totally different shout out to bell (laughs) (laughs) oh i think you've got a fanboy here bell Oh, oh absolutely do you blame me nah She's a cutie. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. In terms of, uh, but again, it's the networking side of things. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I met so many fantastic people doing this. Look, evidently, I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's awesome. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> 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 
Stop it. Stop it. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Um, I just keep love giving back to the community. And so reason I'm doing this, the like I've set this podcast up mm. because I've gone through and I've seen lots of different people and met lots of different people and been through every possible scenario you could possibly think of. Yeah. And I just want to highlight you guys. That's what I'm doing. Cool. I want to highlight your work and I want to highlight your personalities and what's what's the personality behind the photo or behind the camera and, you know, be able to tell your story because mm. I think that's – it's kind of like a new frontier. Absolutely. You know, and, and being able to do that just means that <clears> – <throat> One, people get to learn about you, but they also get to see me being an even more of an idiot, like, you know, which is kind of my brand. But, but I think that's the personality that kind of attracted me to want to do more things like this, especially with you, right? Yeah. Because when I did meet you in the context we did, it was so funny because, like, again, for everyone, I mutual friends-wise mentioned that they knew you, very funny, like, we'll catch up, whatever, reached out on Instagram, replied, already stoked, met at Sexpo. I had to run up and say hello. <laughs> Unbelievable timing. I mean, I, I do just kind of like stick out though. It's very hard to miss me. <laughs> to be fair, that was probably the first time. And my big one was like, what's it going to be like? Because, you know, sometimes people big on Instagram, all that kind of stuff, they're a bit, you know, a bit up there. And But, mate, that was awesome. Yeah, I just don't give a shit. And I'm like, which is which is also why... Like, I'm not afraid of putting up the cringeworthy stuff of, like, me, you know. But if like, it's you, you like attract the right people. Like, posing or, like, just cracking jokes. Or, like, sometimes, like, on this podcast, I'm, like, looking at my hair going, what the fuck's going on with your hair, buddy? Like, how can you not put a, like, you've had long hair for almost two years now. How, how have you not worked out how to do a proper ponytail? Or, like, a proper man bug? Come on, mate. How long have you been doing photography and everything for? Like, what's what's your journey? That's probably one I've really tapped into. Eleven years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. how did? Where was your, <coughs> where's your? What's your origin story? You know what I mean? Where's the Marvel origin story? <laughs> well, what's your tale, Mother Goose? That's this is great. Uh, I I, what sparked me coming out was Singapore chili crab. Yeah. My, my mother was pregnant in Singapore yeah. and went yeah. out for dinner. And uh, yeah. she went out for dinner with a friend and yeah. my dad and had Singapore chili crab and boom, I came out. <laughs> and I'm ever so thankful for it. <laughs> Gonna have to try that dish. That sounds great. That's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's so good. It's awesome. Uh, but I grew up in Southeast Asia. Right. Because my mum is Indonesian. Mm hmm. Uh, and moved to Perth when I was 14. Wow. Uh, moved to Melbourne when I was 21. Um, did lots of different things. Mm. You know, I, in Perth I studied electrical engineering. Really? Yeah. When I came here, I was in banking and finance for 12 years. Yeah. What a switch. Yeah. Where, where was the trigger? Where, where was the, I'm going to pick up a camera. 
so apparently when I lived in Perth, I was saying to people, I'm going to become a photographer. But I didn't know how or when or what. Mm-hmm. But because interestingly, I think it was probably about two years ago. Yeah. Um, I caught up with a friend here in Melbourne who I met in Perth, who I'd lost contact with. She just popped up on, she popped up on, on Facebook, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and her profile photo, there were two people in it and I thought it was, I thought the person's profile was the person on the right, but it was actually the person on the left. And when I kept looking at the person on the left, I was like, do I know this person? Like this person seems really yeah. familiar. And then she was like, "Is she's like, oh my God, is this, is this Andrew from Perth? We used to go, what are the chances? We used to go out night clubbing. And I'm like, holy shit. Anyway, so she said, to, so we caught up, yeah. which we've been, been out a number of times, but we caught up. <clears throat> she was like, she's like, I can't believe you're into photography now. And like, you're doing photography. Look mm. at you. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, don't you remember? Like you were saying in like the early, sorry, the late nineties that you were going to be doing photography. And look at you now. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow, the journey kind of into that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Do you miss the other stuff at all? Uh, no, well, I still I still do business consulting. Yeah. So I do consulting, um, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like it's... I like that we can pick this up kind of whenever. And, you know, there's always things to shoot, places to go. Yeah. I think that's that's what I like about it. the versatility around what we do. Cool. The flex, flexibility and creativity is endless. Uh, and I've said this on other podcasts, you're only limited by what you think you can or can't do. Because either way, you're right. So if you think you can't do it, then you're right. That's a really good one. That's a, that's a really good insight. But if you think you can do it, you're also right because, like, we're only bound by what blockers we put in here, mm. you know. Now, I'm on a big journey of that at the moment, doing that whole self-discovery phase thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's um, once, you've work, once you've worked it out, then, mm. like, you just keep, just keep doing that and you keep doing it and then next thing you know, things just keep falling into place. I think the whole notion of <coughs> not saying no to opportunity at the moment is actually a really interesting venture. Mm. You know, things pop up, you say yes, look at this, here we are. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 a really interesting piece. Yeah, I have to force myself to say no. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's the hard part, isn't it? Because I just get so excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, let's fucking do oh, it. Absolutely. I was like, do you want to shoot? Yeah, of course. When? Oh, of course. I love three shoots on a day. It's awesome. Three times. My max is five. That's unbelievable. I don't. Yeah, I try not to anymore because I want to actually utilize the time and do it well. And and a couple of podcasts in there as well. Bro, what what am this, I? This gig is great. The podcasting section is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Get to hang out with people all day and have a chat. How good is this? Um, 
The reason I did it was mm. because I started doing the interviews after photo shoots right. at, at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And um, I really love the process of like asking questions and like just kind of like having fun with it and yeah. like capturing it on camera. That's the best part. I fucking hated editing it though. Because <laughs> again, I'm like, what are you doing with your hands, buddy? Like... Talk, like talking to myself, what are you doing with your hands or why the fuck are you wearing a yellow shirt? Like never, never wear a yellow shirt ever again. All right. Oh, I like to think that. Because of my skin tone and because of, yeah, anyway. But um, anyway, and then I'm the type of person who, if I know I don't, if I've already formed an opinion on myself mm -hmm. and I know I don't like it, like the flip side to that is that's an opportunity. So I, so I saw that as opportunity to improve. Yep. And so I just kept doing the interviews and then I thought to myself, okay, I really love, I absolutely love the interaction piece, yeah, that's awesome. but the, but the interviews are only like four to five minutes, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes even less. Mm -hmm. And so naturally I was like, well, shit, I've got all the gear for, I've got most of the gear for doing a podcast. I should do a podcast. Yeah, right. So I did a podcast and mm. did another one, did another one. And this is number 20. That's awesome. I started at the end of December. And you're 20 down. <laughs> and I'm 20 down. Last week I did six. What? Just the yes, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> But I just love it. I got, <clears throat> yeah, I got really interested with like you know what you discuss and what you talk about. You know, I'm very, I'm very big I'm, like that. It's I'm getting, I'm getting better at it because mm. I'm, you know, I think that it, it, the other aspect is I'm very big on, um, like yes, seeing it as an opportunity, mm. but trying to live up to my own mantras live up to my own advice and my own my own advice to other people is just get out there and do it here's one for you practice makes progress <clears throat> yeah perfection's a relevant term because you stop learning if you think you are yeah and the more you the more you work on things the better you get the better approach you have correct it's awesome yeah. That's, I, that's the mantra I live by a lot is practice makes progress. Yeah. And it's not perfect. It's so the old, the old version of that is practice makes perfect. Correct. But in actual fact, it's not, it's progress. Because at the same time, if you feel like you've reached perfection, you stop doing what you're doing. You never, you know, it's not, you do it because you enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And you're always learning. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's why you meet people and you network because you learn more from others. Correct. Like, People can be horrible to each other. However, people are also the best because they can teach you so many, so much about you and so much what you can do and can't do. Yeah. You know, it's an alleviation of a lot of things personally if you can meet the right people and surround yourself. But the big thing that you talked about, about being yourself, you get to surround yourself with the people who want to be with you and who are similar to you. That's mm. the best part about it. Mm. If you're not yourself, you're not surrounding yourself with the right people. If you're not yourself, who are you? Correct. Mate, this is, everyone made the joke. It's like, oh, this is villain era. Do what you want. Absolutely. I'm not saying no. And I'm not saying sorry anymore. Being who I want to be and who I want to do. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot about 
being authentic as well. Absolutely. Being authentic, not only and genuine, not only for like um, people to see who you are, but also for you to take responsibility in being who you are as well. Yeah. And just living up to like your own self. It's an interesting one with the whole personal development thing. Have you ever heard of a book called Atomic Habits? I actually downloaded the audio book. I'm going to start listening to it. Start on chapter two. Mm. So I listen to that every day. No, no shit. No word of a lie. Every single day I start with chapter two and then kind of progress throughout the day with what I listen to. Do you ever go back to chapter one? (laughs) From time to time, yes. Again, the value of what chapter two provides, you'll you'll see it when you start listening. And I'm I'm telling you, I think that's where I'll touch base with you and go, what do you think? Okay. Because there's like, on the side note of this, I do a lot of... uh, I like what you did there. You're already scheduling a second podcast. Absolutely. Did I just get the double eyebrow bounce? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fucking cut that into a short. Please do. But however, yeah, it's one of the, because outside of the photography and everything, I, I do sales training and personal development coaching, which is really fun. Right. Um, yeah, my mate got me into it because he's like, oh, come down, chat to my guys. I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's fun. I love talking to people. Imagine, you know, your job's yelling at people and it's fun. Helping them develop is awesome. I mean, that's kind of what I do with my consulting. Right. There you go. But it's Business consulting. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, I like the sales side of things. Sales training's fun. So tell me about you, though. In what sense? Like, okay, so you started with photography Mm -hmm. and, like, landscape, but Mm -hmm. take me back to, like, what's your Marvel story? We uh, (coughs) moved here when I was very young from the Philippines. Uh, My whole family moved in. From Manila? From Manila. Dead set. Everyone outside of the Philippines is from Manila. (laughs) Because I think they realise fucking... Manila is not the place to be. No. Let's let's go outside. Well, it's funny. You either end up in Sydney or Melbourne, right? Yeah. You know, because i got family still in Sydney and a lot of us uh, kind of moved here in Melbourne because we've got a lot of family here. From then, yeah, kind of progressed through, kind of started from nothing and built our way up to where we are now, which is which is really cool. Yeah. And good culture and good hard work ethic and, you know, yeah. parents really drove that in with, you know, work hard and good things will come to you, which is an awesome culture. Yeah. And, yeah, all of a sudden I've just kind of been working. I'd... Uh, went to uni for did a bachelor of psychology, that was fun. Um, but never kind of really progressed. I took up work first and put the study aside. Said I'd always go back, but good thing is, you, when you learn about that sort of stuff, you have a different perception of people and oh, hundred percent, so, unbelievable. So you're a professional people watcher, pretty much. Yeah, behavioralism is fantastic. Yeah, once you can work out and see signs of people's behaviours, you're like body language is a beautiful yeah. thing. Perfect for photography. Correct. Body language. You can tell when they're uncomfortable or if they're not, I wouldn't say awkward, that's not really the right word, but if they're not familiar with being in front of a camera, you can certainly tell. Yeah. So, you know, my first hour is being an idiot, laughing, joking, playing music, dancing around, set the tone, set the mood. Mm. I always say my first hour is the shittest when I do this kind of work. And once we kind of get in the groove, everyone's more comfortable, all of a sudden, that's when the magic happens. Shit. So how long are your photo shoots then? Anywhere from two to three, okay. depending. Yeah. So for example, if it's location shoot, I generally do two to three because the first hour again, we're just piss fighting around, walking to places, all that kind of jazz. I'm not, uh, studio ones are a bit shorter. Yeah. Because, you know, that's pretty much just bang, 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 bang. So. Yeah. So, um, okay. So mm-hmm. you guys, so you, you, your parents decided Melbourne mm-hmm. and you stayed in Melbourne mm-hmm. and then... So how did you get into like sales training and that kind of piece? 
kind of been in sales and real estate. Oh, I, I used to be a real estate agent, funnily enough. Right. Yeah, one of those scrubs. <laughs> nah, they're all right. But yeah, no, I did they're that They're all right. There's a need for them. Yeah, I did a, yeah, did a few years of that. and um, Everyone I, needs a house to live in. Exactly. But it's, it's also at the same good. time, I learn a lot about trust and rapport with people considering like if I ask you like, you know, what is the least trusted profession out there? Real estate agent, funnily enough, you know, everyone's got a predisposition that you're a bad person. It's not necessarily people don't like, you know, what the job is. Mm. It's the morals of people that make it look bad. But yeah. in saying that I did, <clears throat> I did sales for a little while and then I got into talent development and recruitment. So I did more of the more or less training the little devils to be real estate agents. Training the, yeah. The new little demons, you know what I mean? But mm. it was good because I get to teach them in the notion of being genuine and not, you know, I used to get in trouble being too nice to people. What? Yeah. But at the same time, it was fine. As a real estate agent. Yeah. Right. Not, I was, yeah, not alleviating certain things and all that kind of stuff and being, you know, but at the same time, I'm not there to, you know, dog people or anything like that at all because at the same time, at the end of the day, that's future business. Yeah. And I've had people still now saying, hey, Richard, can you sell my house? I'm like, oh, sorry, I haven't, I'm not, I haven't practiced in about five years. Like, you know, I haven't done it in a while. I mean, you could. Yeah. But Realistically, yes. But at the same token, it's, you know, and sales training kind of developed from then because I've been in like heaps of different kinds of retail, you know, passive customer facing and, you know, customer centric focus selling, those kind of things, a lot of yeah. KPI driven work. Yeah. And the biggest thing I've learned is actually how to talk. Everyone really undervalues. It's fucking important to communicate and talk. But people skills is really hard for people. It, it's really, it's, it's an interesting one. And that's what I coach in terms of, you know, my first, I guess, section of my sales training is called change the narrative. It's really kind of understanding, you know, that's why I have a perspective tattoo on my forearm to, mm. you know, it's how you look at things and how you execute. It's what you do. You got to change how you speak to people and, you know, the, Evidently, that's where you get better results. Mm. You know, there's, there's another one, you know, multiple ways to skin a cat. That sort of, you know, that whole notion. So it's good. It's fun. You know, have, being in an industry that you get to talk to people, and it's something like this is, would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> did, did, did you want to take up my services to set up a podcast? Yeah. Mate, if I could even get remotely close to this, it would be awesome. <laughs> It's the comfort piece, you know, you get to hang out with you and we're just chatting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it's all oh, about. I know. That's <sighs> like I, during COVID, I did have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I started a podcast, but it was just me. Right. And I just found it like way too hard. So I just like canned it. Did you find it more just like the content you had, you were trying to produce and things and um, what was the hurdle there? No, I think it was just the fact that I was like recording myself. Right. And so that in itself is like really difficult. And like because during COVID, we yeah. were like forced, we, you know, it was forced upon us to stay alone and all that type of stuff mm. for isolation, lockdowns. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. And so then I just, I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um is that where a lot more your consultation work and everything came in? No, I've been doing consulting work for like 13 years. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> I'll touch base when I start a business. Oh, yeah. oh, oh uh, I'll hit you up after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk later. I'll give you my business card. Yeah, we'll talk shop. Please, please um, do. And uh, yeah, but like because I deal with people every single day mm. um, and I'll, I just love – 
talking to people. I mean, I was telling you before about the cafe down my street. Yeah, unbelievable. What like a story. Two, two, three, been here three years, didn't walk in there for the first year because I knew that I'd be there every day and I'm there every day now. <laughs> and I've been there every day for the last two years. It's not a bad thing. It's honestly. not, it's totally, it's not yeah, like you get to meet. Comfort and, yeah. You know, I like walking in feeling important when you go into somewhere like, it's it's nice. It's not so much the feeling important, like I feel like um, yeah, it, it's word. it's that familiarity. That's the word. And the friendliness mm-hmm. and like I'll know if someone's having a bad day yeah. there and I'll say something. Of course. And I'll make them laugh and like I enjoy that, you know. Um, I can get along very well, you and I. Yeah, and then and then there are some that uh, like I can be a little bit more cheeky, mm-hmm. and some that I can't be a little bit more cheeky. And then you know, like as I said, like sometimes I'll forget to pay the bill and I just walk straight out. <laughs> but but they know that I'll be back the next day. Of course, you know. Of course, like and I'm um, I've started making kombucha again. Oh, and so like I'm. I'm producing 16 letters every 10 days. So I'm just like giving them bottles. <laughs> I'm like, I can't drink it enough. What's your favorite flavor? Do you uh, flavor them? No, I don't. No, oh. natural, all natural. Oh, I haven't tried that before. Yeah. So um, black tea and sugar and that's it. Really? Yeah, I'll give you some later. Oh, you can, have a, you can have, a tr- have a try. I'm very interested. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. <clears throat> So I know I did ask you this question mm. before, but uh, contentious question: What do you shoot on? I do oh, at the moment. Funny enough, I, I'm on a 5D three, so it's still you know back in the old. I'm still shooting on that for a while. And that's good. That's a 5D four. Yeah, right. No, and, like the 5D three is it's pretty good. It's it it serves its purpose, and I'm shooting a 2870. Yeah, um, 2.8, and I think once I've had that, and the variable lens was awesome, but now you know moving in, I kind of want to really upgrade, and you know ramp up the photography this year i want to yeah. you know i want to look at it and go i produce really nice work like that's what i want to get to mirrorless is the way yeah right yeah r5 yeah what have you kind of looked into r6 2 at all uh no oh, oh. so honestly mm. i have idolized the photographer overseas for a long time and mm. then he put up a youtube clip of how he customized every single button on his oh r5 god. oh my god so i'm like oh well it looks like i'm buying an r5 funny you say that and so then i customize every single button in accordance to that youtube clip so i'm basically shooting his camera and that's what i use i'm very jealous but also would like to have that video <laughs> that's awesome yeah so uh came carlson so he's married to the julia uh, the redhead. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. And funny, that's essentially why I'm kind of leaning towards that way now. Um, another guy I follow a lot, like outside of yourself, there's really two or three that I really idolize on Instagram and everything. And he, and again, lovely guy. Mm. Eb Society too. Ethan, really nice guy over Instagram and everything. But yeah, he's kind of saying like, you know, I, I shoot an R5, this and that. And I'm like, that's awesome insight and something, you know, if you guys can produce the work you do, and I know it's a lot of editing too, but at the same time, you know, the camera does help to, to some extent. Yeah, the camera, like if you can do, if you can try to do everything that you can do before you take the shot, mm-hmm. and that's even in accordance to like equipment, you know, like you do pay for what you get for. Right. From a camera equipment perspective. 
So a lot of people will say, oh, you don't need to upgrade your camera, da 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 Mate, at the end of the day, it's all to do with your lens. Absolutely. Right? It's the quality of the glass and the sensor that's in the body. Right. Right? So you pay what you get for. I mean, look at medium format cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Like Hasselblad's or Fuji's, mm-hmm. right? Those bodies, like the Fuji, I'm looking at a Fuji, it's like 12 grand. Just for the body. Hasselblad's, the... That already sounds expensive. The the base model, just for the body, is 50 grand. Right? We're talking medium format cameras, right? 50 grand. Yeah, the sensors on these things are phenomenal. Right. Okay? Uh, and And just the body is 50 grand, right? So, I don't know if that's right. I think it's 50... It could be 70. Like, it's phenomenal. Right. So, anyway, so the point is, is, like, you want, if you want less editing time, get a better camera. If you want better editing capability, get a better camera. Right. Yeah, you need to, you need to improve on your editing skills, but you'll have a better chance of getting a crisper image Mm -hmm. with a better camera. And a better lens. Would you rate setting up a desktop setup or laptop for editing? Like, what do you, what's your uh, take on that? So I'm I run on a MacBook Pro, yep. uh, with the M1 chip. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my next question. What are you running? Yeah, um, I just like the user friendliness of a MacBook mm-hmm. is like just wins. I've never me. used Apple. I've well. I've had Windows PCs before mm-hmm. and just always had issues with them. I just don't have an issue with Mac. Right, interesting. Because I'm looking at getting a lap like a, a new laptop for for that specifically. Yeah, I like to be able to take my work elsewhere, and you know, because I I, would, I do work um like in an office for my nine to five. Yeah. So at lunchtime, I actually use that time to like you know. Do you want photos. A, Do you want a drink? No, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Ooh, cheeky. I'm fine, sorry. Sparkling water? Oh, I love sparkling water. It's great. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're a gentleman. Hospitality here is fantastic. Right. Oh, man. It's all, it's all about making you feel comfortable. I'm so good. So I can get the juicy, the juicy stuff. Nothing's off limits. You know that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I forgot to I forgot to mention something. So so I shoot with a Canon, and mm. I've 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 had Sony's before, mm-hmm. and I've had Panasonic's before. Panasonic. I just find that Canon's menu system is so much easier. I like the color grading that they come for in. my preference. That's my preference. Right. Like, what I tell people is every single brand has a version of every other brand's version. Right. Similar just, lenses, right? Yeah, it just depends on what your preference is. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy a, buy a camera, go to a shop, have a play with it, see whether or not you're able to, you know, whether or not you like the menu system, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're the, you're going to be the one that's going to be using the menu system. 100%, yeah. Um, and I just found that Canon's menu system is a lot flatter than Sony's or Panasonic's, like, mm-hmm. and flatter from the point of view of you, you have to drill down 
really deep to find things, mm-hmm. whereas Cairns is only like two levels. Yeah, right. Right. So it's really easy to find. That's good to know. Um, this is really good insight, actually. It's actually reinforcing what I want to get by the end of the month. This is awesome. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned, like um, customizing all the buttons. And I think Sony, you can customize all the buttons mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but because um, Joachim Carlson had a R5, I was like, that's what I'm buying. Yeah, 100%. Because I love his photos. I just want to be able to shoot like him. And the way that he customized his buttons really made sense from a um, during a shoot, like not accidentally like hitting the, the wheel system or yeah. like hitting a button accidentally, like just where like your hands are placed on the camera. Mm-hmm. Like you, he really thought about limiting the um, opportunity for accidentally pressing something that would impact the next photo that you would take. Right. So, yeah. Clever. Now, I have to look into that. I've never really looked into customization like, customization like that. Mm. Like I said, I'm still relatively new. I feel I'm still very new to this. Yeah. Funny enough. You know, it's I, perfect time. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, anytime's a good time to pick up a new hobby and things. And I think once I kind of break that notion that it's just a hobby for me, then I think that's where that, you know, it's, it will generate more. Like, yeah. Better quality, you know, better opportunities, those kind of things. Yeah. 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 Look, I, I recently switched. So within, um, uh, within like my Mac, mm. I switched between Final Cut Pro, which is Apple's uh, video editing right. across to Adobe Premiere Pro. Mm. <clears throat> and that took me like two months to transition because I kept wanting to go back to Final Cut and I kept... Um, Whole familiarity thing, right? Yeah, and because I'd bought like a heap of assets in oh. Final Cut and I didn't know how to do it in like Premiere Pro oh. and um, and then like when I was in Premiere Pro, I just felt like an idiot. Like I was, I felt stupid because I didn't know how to do things. But then I just kept at it, just kept at it, just kept at it, kept at it and like oh, so thankful mm. for like doing stuff in Premiere Pro because there's so many more options. Yeah, it, it's it's a difference between, I guess, um, and this is just my opinion, it's a difference between driving a Toyota versus driving a Porsche. Yeah. Like in terms of the dials and in terms of the menu options and in terms of... Performance. Per- yeah, you know. And it's funny because the reason why I bring it up is that, you know, I go, oh, it's like between us. No, I actually edit everything on my phone specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, haven't really tried anything else in terms of like using a, a laptop or anything like that. Yep. I've always found that, you know, when you look at Instagram, you generally look at it on your phone. So if I can edit the quality of photos within my phone on Lightroom Pro and it comes out just as well, it, it translates really well to everyone else's screen. Besides going from Samsung to like Apple Glass, I know it's, it's a bit different in terms of how it comes out, the colors. So you're a Samsung guy? Oh, shit. Through and through. Hence why I've never used Apple before. <laughs> I knew this was coming when this came up. You need to come to the dark side. <laughs> that is the highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah, a few people said that. Yeah. 
Am not, I, not, that, for not, that, not that Apple's the dark side. No, anyway. of course not. No. Samsung, Samsung always comes out with all of the new mods first, and then it takes a couple of versions for Apple to go, hey, that's actually really good. Like, yeah. Let's do that. And I've seen the 15 and how good everything comes out with my friend's photos and everything. And I'm just like, dude, Christ, I want to do that. Like, that looks awesome. Yeah. So, and I think the usability and transferring images and everything across with AirDrop, like, it's just so much easier. But again, it's, I think I'm just so hard strung about the whole, I've been Samsung. From Galaxy One, all the way through, I just to Galaxy Three Thousand. Yeah, apparently, evidently, I'm at about yeah, I'm the Ultra S Four or something, isn't it? I think we're up to twenty four. Oh shit! Galaxy Twenty Four <laughs> <laughs> Ultra. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there, but yeah, so we'll see how we go. That's probably the next like whether I go super hardcore with my camera gear and everything, and then you know, kind of bolt on with that, getting more Apple and Mac and all that stuff. But I was thinking. Yeah, stick to stick to my laptops and Windows, and just go heavier on the on the camera gear. That's the plan. Yeah, I think um, you know, Apple, Samsung. At the end of the day, like we all have our preferences. Mm. The great thing is you're doing something with it, Correct. and you're creating photos, images. Do you do video? No, that's something I want to explore this year. That's why I want to go the R five. Because it's the capabilities that you've got is unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so versatile. But that's why I want to go. Because, again, all my friends, like my little core uh, creative group, they're all videographers, cinematographers, all those kind of things. And they're really up kicking it. And they're getting the proper rigs, like 25, 30 grand rigs. Like, yeah. I'll look at it and go, it's more, it's more expensive than my car. Like, Jesus. Yeah. But the, the quality of content is unbelievable. Even from even from just raw shot. I'm like, Jesus Christ. As soon as you get the, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So I know the value of spending money. Plus, with everything that's happening on like social media and video is just mm. if you're a photographer that hasn't taken up video, you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot I because agree. everybody wants video as well, I agree. if not only. How do you find it in terms of, you know, when you're on a shoot, how do you divide your time up between your, your videography time and your, your photo time? So depending on what they've specifically asked me for mm-hmm. i'll i'll coordinate what happens first and then what happens second right so but like let's say um the priority is photos right. um uh like we'll we'll do a particular scene we'll do photos but then because i'm very um aware of specific details or like specific like movements you know i'm a professional people watcher as well i'll be like holy shit can you do that again Mm. just let me like capture that in video and then sometimes i'll be like what did i do (laughs) (laughs) i love that what did i do and i just have to scroll back on the wheel yeah but then even 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 if we uh just like um, transitioning to the next scene yeah. or like having a conversation and they'll like do something. I'd be like, hey, can you just like do that again? You know, that that little micro mannerism that has captured, mm-hmm. you know, like an essence of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be like, yeah, can you? Let's, gonna, let yeah. me just let me just get that. Do you run the two like you know? Do you have it like on a like? Also, you have two cameras kind of rocking. Side no, by side? one camera. One cam. One oh. camera. This is this is the whole. 
my opinion is this is the advantage of an R5 and learning how to use the R5 effectively. I can switch between video and photo in like half a second. Oh my God. Don't. Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah. Jesus. Be- because, you know, like when you're, when you're doing a photo shoot and with my style of how I shoot, yeah. capturing those in the moment moments, it's important for me to like f- flick between photos and video really quickly. Yeah, of course. To the, because then it's like, you know, it's fast. And you can kind of recapture that moment yeah. without losing too much of yeah. the, gen- I mean, the authenticity of and it. And like I've had like behind the scenes cameras like yeah. set up, you know, and all that type of stuff. It's kind of just not the same. No. And, then, and then I've tried having a GoPro or setting up my phone on my digital SLR as well. So like I'm, you know, but then that like takes up takes up memory and it takes up battery like specifically on the phone and then the gopro footage isn't as good and you know i'm like ah. and how do you kind of connect it all together and everything yeah and then you have to like merge everything yeah, that's and, hard you know, yeah different qualities of capturing right like in yeah. terms of the images yeah that'd be hard so um yeah so i just like i think the the option like there's multiple options on how you can do it mm-hmm. um but i always I always end up going back to, I just have the capability of doing photos and video on the one camera. Yeah. So I'll just keep to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, do they obviously, do they have like multiple SD card slots and things? Like you can yeah. just load it up with as much as you can? Yeah, multiple Perfect. SD cards. Perfect. So I've got a one terabyte CF Express on the R5. Jesus. And then I've got a 256 gigabyte SD card on the R5. Jesus. That's pretty serious memory. I guess you get a, you don't want to miss on anything. Yeah, absolutely not. You don't want to be stopping and trying to, you know, put another one in there or anything like that. Yeah, and then I shoot in 4K. Right. <clears throat> I shoot in 4K and then I downscale in my editing. Really? Because then you've always got the quality. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So another thing is, um, you know, some clients or some models want a specific aesthetic but i'll always shoot in the highest quality first of course and then i'll downscale in the editing right because if i shoot in in like a let's say a a, like a vintage format yeah right preset or whatever Mm -hmm. i can't upscale that because you you can't you What's, can't, you yeah, can't the colors and the lighting and everything. yeah and you can't increase the quality True. you can always downscale the quality right which is also I guess another reason why you know the piece around um, buying the better camera buying the better lens because you can always downscale mm, but at least you'll capture it at the best quality you can correct and um, the, the the that whole piece about around downscaling is you want to give yourself m- the greatest opportunity to be more creative. Right. So. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, like, you don't want to limit yourself, <coughs> right? Especially when you're out there and. Yeah. Right. Like top speed of a Toyota Camry is mm. what? Like, let's say it's 150. Yeah. Right. 
you ain't taking the turd of Camry to 200. No, because it can't take it physically. You can take a Ferrari to 200. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah. And you can take a Ferrari to 150, right? But, like, if you want to go higher, you got to get the better car. True. You know? There's also You also get to 150 faster and easier. Correct. That's yeah. what I've kind of found in terms, like, again, moving from camera to camera, but even then, everyone keeps telling me, as soon as you upgrade from what I've got now, it's just, you'll see the difference instantaneously. Yeah. And I can't wait. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. When I upgraded from the um, the 5D Mark IV mm-hmm. to the R5, I was like, holy shit. That's what I'm, like, I can't wait. Holy shit. Like, the jump was oh. like... And, and 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 people started noticing, like straight away. Right. Well, yeah. funny. My first gig that I'll have with the R five will be Melbourne Fashion Week. Get to shoot runway, which is going to be an interesting one. I did it last year, but I had my five D three and you know twenty seven, no twenty four to seventy. Yeah. Now I'm going to try and a ball out and get a proper lens, like the one I want to get for Canon's the new one they brought out, like the thirty five to one one hundred or something. Yeah. Oh, delicious. Yeah. But expensive. Yeah. And the um the eye tracking on the R five is fucking mental. Is it? It's so mental. I can't wait. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. And the low light capability as well is just amazing. Mm. I'm really keen for that for like sunset dusk shooting and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's just gonna bring out so much better quality. Because mm, mm, mm. I'm finding, yeah, I'm getting a lot of grainy kind of photos and all that kind of stuff. It's it's Which is totally fine if that's the aesthetic. Yeah. You know. To some degree, I just, yeah, I want to make sure, again, that whole capture in high quality and downscale if required, like that, that's notion is going to stick to me with me for a while. Like that'll be good. Yeah. And then I want to see more videos out of you this year. Oh, I really want to try. Come I, on, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it, it's, the principles are exactly the same. Right. They just use, it's, it, it's like, um, I think it's more the editing side that I need to learn and like, you know, slice, splicing it all together and, you know, actually creating a nice little vid. Yeah, and it's um, it's the difference between like um, uh, English and Chinese. Right. It's just it's just English and Chinese videos and photos. Yeah. Right. Essentially, the they just use they're essentially the same thing. Yeah. They're just using different words. Yeah. Right. That's a really good way to look at that. Like Holy in shit. like in photography, we got presets. Yeah, of course. And we got Lightroom. In videography, you got Adobe Premiere Pro and you got LUTs. Yeah. Lookup tables. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You got exposure, you got contrast, you got color grading, you got oh, everything. Yeah. They both have those. Potato, tomato. Yeah. You can shoot in raw or you can shoot in JPEG. What's your preference? Raw? Yeah, raw. It's always, always raw. Yeah. For So that, that's the terminology for like... Um, uh, for photography, for mm-hmm. videography, it's exactly the same. Yeah. You can shoot a flat image or you can shoot in in log, mm-hmm. which is basically raw, right? And every brand of camera will have a version of log. Mm. And then you just have to you just have to download the LUT to convert it from, and this is all sounding like Chinese, I can tell. No, but it's it's also things that I've heard before as well, but I've just I need to hear it again. Yeah, you you, you go to the brand mm. website mm-hmm. of the camera that you bought and you download the converter, their their log to Rec seven oh nine. Yeah, right. 
And that's how you get. Yeah. That's how you bring the color out. Yeah. That's cool. Because like all my friends all use Sony, funny enough. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, get it. We can, you know, you can use all our batteries and all our lenses. I'm like, no, 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 Canon. I'm going to stick to Canon. <sighs> I'm going to stick to Canon. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the um, Sony FX3 because the movie that's out on the Disney Channel yeah. and the movie that was out on the cinema, the creator, yeah. was all filmed on a Sony FX3. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Which only cost $6,000 for the body. Yeah. Right? Lens-wise, though? Well, yep. Sony's have always been the option of buying third-party lenses like Sigma, Tamron. Yeah, they use a they've, Tamron. Yeah, they've all they've all been able to do that. Yeah. However, oh. I got reminded last night <laughs> on a podcast, right, that the RF lenses mm. for Canon, ca- no, ca- well, Canon have. Um, uh, they had the seven. They had, they had a seven year agreement, right. and they, the seven year agreement was that uh, so seven year agreement for the industry that they have proprietary ownership over the RF mount, but that seven years is up this year. Oh, which means we are going to see third party lens makers make RF mount lenses. Enter Sigma. It's funny because this is why I want to go Sony because the lens c- capabilities are so much cheaper. Correct. They are cheaper. Like the, the Tamarins are like half the price of the RF glass. Correct. But whether, see the value of, you know. So this morning I looked up what what date, what month this year, the seven year was oh up. God, please don't tell me. When is it? It's actually February. It's actually this month. <laughs> So we should be seeing by the end of this month mm. some Sigma RF mount lenses, like Sigma Art series ones. Yeah. Oh, that's a oh, bit of a game changer then. That's a fucking game changer. Absolutely. <coughs> Not that I've had any issues with my RF, le- no. my Canon RF lenses. Evidently, yeah, your photos are awesome. So yeah, I wouldn't say so. But yeah, I'm, I'm very curious about that whether. I stick to that because again, that lens alone is like five grand and that's, don't get me wrong. It's, it's the range. I'll never have to buy another lens again. It's literally mm. everything that I need to shoot. Mm. Like when do I need to go every, any bigger than a hundred or any wider than 35 or 24? I won't need to. Yeah. For what I'm going to be shooting anyway. Yeah. Plus videoing. Do you find it's better on a 24 70 when you video? Look, uh, the 24 by 70 is the workhorse lens. Yeah. Because it gives you that versatility and the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, the 50 mil is what I'm shooting the podcast on on both of these cameras. Yeah. Is the better lens? It's just it's just it doesn't have that like it's yeah yeah, yeah. 1.2 1.8 uh 1.2 yeah on both unbelievable yeah geez they're good lenses yeah interesting quality build like everything everything's yeah. just they're phenomenal yeah right no, yeah. They, they look good but it's one of those things I just can't wait to upgrade the, the kit. Because I think again, it's more I can take more capacity on for work, and yeah. Because I think my my D three is on the way out. I can haven't had it serviced since I've got it, and it's been a long time. What's the uh, what's the shutter count? I haven't even looked. Oh shit! I haven't looked. It's definitely getting like I almost feel like it's like misfiring to some degree. And I'm, I don't know. If that's the right word, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes you get it. I'm like, oh, that's a weird. Hey, what did that happen? I'm like, maybe there's a sand grain in the button or something. Possibly. You just might need to. Yeah. <laughs> again, get yeah, an air I'm blast kind of. Uh, I'm kind of letting it 
I'm just going to use it until it dies and then, you know. And then it becomes a prop. Correct. That's a really... Oh, my God. It's like um, you've done this before. Bro. <laughs> my shoot... My shut account on the R5. You want to take a guess on why that, what that is? I've had that for, I think, about two and a half years. Two and a half years? 100,000? Not even close. 350? No way! 320? No way! 410. Still. 500. It's over 500. <laughs> Jesus. The last time I checked was 500, and I checked that probably about four months ago. In two years. Yeah. How often do you get them serviced and stuff then? I've had it serviced once. <laughs> 500. Wow. It's, it's a, an actuation. It's a workhorse. Yeah, mate. mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. You're really selling this to me quite heavily. That's why I'm thinking about getting a second one. Yeah. Because I'm like, why not? If I get a second one, mm. what I'll do is um, the new one will be my photo. Yeah. Priority one. And the old one will be video. Because you can set it up. Yeah, true. Yeah. And then I can add a third camera oh my to God. this whole podcast. Oh. Which means I can either get a second talker and interview two people or it'll be like setting the scene capture. Because I was actually going to ask you, have you done when there's multiple people here and, you know, or is it just one-on-one -on -one so far? It's just one-on-one -on -one so far. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looking into that and expanding that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%. I've got... Uh, Eli wants to come back oh, with T on. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, just kind of like yeah. shop and yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. Like banter yeah, and mate. all of that, right? Yeah. Um, I get that. That's awesome. I don't I don't know when I'm gonna do that yet, but uh but that's definitely something like in the pipeline. Yeah. I guess when you have your third, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You've got the space for it, it's awesome. It's comfy. Yeah. yeah. Um but also because like I've just been getting like great feedback from people all over Australia, you know. Uh, Have you found it's it's been good since you know launching it with with your Instagram presence and you know in that sense as well? Is it easier to to have launched the podcast in that sense? Um, it's easier because I I'll either have done many photo shoots with people already so then I can invite them to the podcast. So in terms right. of guests, it's easy for me to kind of like get people yep, come on board. Yep, yep. Um, and then from a photographer point of view, like I've had people like yourself who I've only met a couple of times mm. um, and then others who I know intimately and like, you know, they want to be on board. But then I also want to like, because it's, my idea was to focus in on photographers and models, but now I've expanded it to other creatives. And so, you know, I think um, exposing or highlighting other creatives just adds more of that um, understanding in the sense of we can be creative in all aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. And... Being creative is important because it helps us access the other part of our brain mm. and look for growth opportunities or, you know, different perspectives. Yeah. You know. 
course. Like Eli's an executive chef. He's a sneakerhead and he does dance. Yeah. You know, like. Versatility is unbelievable. Yeah. And then I had a music producer who like worked FIFO, you know, and he's like set up a photography studio. Unbelievable. You know. Yeah. Shout out to Slothy. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's great. I watched that one. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting story. Yeah. And then, um, and then Tion, um, was like a, he's a DJ. Yeah. For Kiss FM. And the, he came to Australia, um, to play soccer. Yeah. Right. And he's a teacher. So like. (laughs) It is, it is cool. And then like all of the models who like either do pole or like they've yeah. been doing modeling for like years and you know, like some are mums and well, I guess what's, this is what I'm going to ask you, like, like bolting on from that. What's your general tip for, I guess, new models? Like what's, what's your go-to kind of tip for them when they're starting out and doing this? Um, like if you're shooting with someone who's relatively brand new to, you know, to modeling, everything like that, like what would be your piece of advice for them? So, be clear on what you want and what your boundaries are and then go out and find someone to help you execute on that. That's awesome. Um, execute on the idea. Um, don't be too critical on yourself. Awesome. As well, because I think if you're too critical on yourself, people get like anxious and they get nervous. Right. And then they don't want to do it again. When in actual fact, the activity of execution, the activity of doing the activity mm. is going to help you get better and better and better. You know, it's like when you first picked up a camera, you're like, what the fuck? Like all these fucking menu options. Like, like <laughs> I just went to order and just started pressing a button. Yeah, like I'm self-taught and I kept hearing people say, you need to get out of order, you need to get out yep. of order. So I got out of order and I'm like, holy shit, like what the fuck's going on here? And then you just get better and better and better because you understand it, right? Mm-hmm, and now whenever I go to shoot, I know I always start. So my formula is I always start on one particular setting and then I'll work out like through the activity of either surveying the location or like trying to understand what's going on with the wind, where's the sun, like how much natural light is coming into this like bedroom or mm-hmm. like bathroom or like where is the natural light, you know, like – Sometimes I walk around a house. I'm like, "Where's the fuck? Where's the fucking sun coming in?" Yeah. You know, like That's I remember. I remember I did the shoot, and um, it was super dark, super dark place. Um, and there was natural light, so it was in. It was a house that was like um, in a community where all the houses are like really close together. Mm-hmm. So, and the fences were really quite high. Right. And one of the spots that had the natural light come in was in the kitchen and it just so happened to be falling right like on the oh. floor next to the oven. Oh. So I'm like, hello, stepbrother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the oven. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, you know. Dead set. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so going back to what advice you'd give to a model. Like don't be too critical. Don't be too critical. Try lots of different things. Be clear on what your um what you're trying to achieve and what your boundaries are, and then go find someone that'll help you kind of do that. That's awesome. You know, because because the photographer that you may find 
um, maybe in the same position as you. They're still trying to work out what the fuck their style is yeah. or what they want to do or like things like that, right? So, um, yeah, like the 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 activity of not doing the activity right. is going to limit you from making any progress. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. No, it just it's always been a curious question for me to kind of, you know, when, when I, because I work with a lot newer models and everything like that. It's like, you know, what do I say? How do I, you know, how do I translate that to them and what to do and feel comfortable and all that kind of jazz? Yeah. Which I is interesting. I don't think you would find, um, I don't think you would find a lot of people that would feel uncomfortable with you because you've oh, got such a nice smile. Thank you. And like you smile with your eyes mm. as well, you know, and I think, um, yeah, like my, my, my number one principle is people will always remember you based on how you make them feel. Love that. So if you're having a good time yeah, and I'm making you have a good time and we're like laughing about me flicking my hair or I've pulled my man bun out or like I'm doing a pose then that's good. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm laughing at myself every single day. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people, um, what's the word, negate the benefits of getting into a pose. I'd do it just, yeah. It's so much funner to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think... It's interesting, right? Because I did a shoot like last week, yeah. and I had I had a model um, do my um, uh, lost or remote pose on this couch, yeah. right? <clears throat> and I showed her how to do it, and she got into position, and I took my shots, and we do, did a variation, and I showed her the photos on the back of the camera, and she says to me, "You know that was really quite awkward to do. It felt awkward, oh, but like looking at the photos, they are phenomenal, yeah." And she's like, this just proves the fact that you got to trust the process. And I said, yes, you do need to trust the process, but you also need to trust that the photographer knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. As well. I think I've always found now in my early days, I'm only as good as the people I work with. I think that's a big one for me. You know, mm. I, I work with my friend Thea and it's just unbelievable. Like the content we always get, it's like I've, I've never been disappointed any time we've shot, whereas I've always found difficult with... I guess newer models that I work with where I'm not great at communicating what we're trying to execute. So it's almost like we're kind of both stuck in that little middle part, but mm. the photos still come out. Okay. But I'm like, I know we can do better, but you know, I've worked with some high level models recently and it's just been, yeah. The photos so, are so, awesome. so that's my challenge to you Yeah, is how do you elevate those photo shoots and those, photos mm -hmm. when you've worked with someone for the first time true you know funny enough it's it's the whole like i want to get into the poses with them and all the kind of just like that to me is the fun part of this yeah and then they feel more comfortable hence the photos become a lot more you know they're not so rigid and stiff and you know that's it, it it's a bit like your sales training yeah true right that's you're true. training people how to be better sales true people a good photographer I don't, it doesn't matter if you've had experience or not. True. I'm going to get the exact same photos. I actually, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. It's mm. a good point you make with that. So everybody that comes to me, regardless of your, your experience, you're going to get the same experience out of me. Yeah. 
because consistency. Yeah, it's because it's consistency, but it's also like muscle memory. Yeah, I've done it that many times. You know what works, what lighting works, what angles work. Yeah, it's funny when I go back to the same studios or the same locations that I've shot at. I've been working with a couple of models next week and the week after, and I'm just kind of like in my head, they're like, "Oh, I love those shots." I'm like, great, I know how to get those because we've been there, I've seen it, you know, all those kind of things. I know the yeah. time of day to be there. Yeah, you know, the studios we go to in Carlton, like in his studio, beautiful for like you know textures of that building, but. Now I know which spots, which locations, how to pose them, which position, where to put the mirror, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who comes into that space will get the shots. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, I've mm -hmm. also been um, really comfortable with being not comfortable. Right. So um, being thrown in the deep end yeah. is is where I can kind of um, work my formula and work my magic to create phenomenal images yep. regardless. Because you know what? Like, so, so, so in an equation, right, mm -hmm. you've got like how you use the camera. Yep. So, sorry, no, rewind. You've got camera equipment and quality of camera equipment. Okay. Then you've got how you use the camera. Sure. Then you've got um, like objectives for the photo shoot. Never thought about that. Then you've got um, environmental issues, right? Either outdoor or indoor. Then you've got model experience. Then you've got wardrobe, right? And you've got all these things, right? I'm really good at, regardless of the weakest link, I'll always make a strong chain. Right. That's a good way to look at it. Because of the fact that um, I think that I can control every aspect mm -hmm. or influence every aspect to be able to get the right outcome. Mm. You know, because there are different levers that you need to pull of for each one of those particular aspects. Yeah. And um, if you've got no experience as a model, that's fine. I've got your back. I'll show you how to do it. I'll give you the experience. I'll teach you more than you teach me. Mm -hmm. If you've got all the experience in the world, then my biggest issue is probably going to be the environment. So I'll look for particular aspects to get that creative look or that abstract look or different you know. angles somewhere, yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what we were playing out with last time. I think the theme was a bit more of a vogue kind of edgy look, still you know, in the space of like being wet in the water and, you know, with all, like we're at uh, Half Moon Bay and doing all like the rock stuff. Mm. But even then, like just literally being on the ground, kind of legs up in the air, but shooting down upwards, it was like, it's just a completely different look and a mm. vibe. And like the photos that came out, I'm like, these are awesome. Like yeah. this was cool. It's supposed yeah. to just be flat shooting, standing still. And, you know, I think a lot of people kind of have misconception on that. And they're like, when I tell them how many photos I've taken for a shoot, and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, yeah you'll probably get one in 10 sometimes. Mm. Sometimes. It, it might just be how it came out, you know? Yeah. I always work off like, you know, if I work with someone in the percentage of return of good photos, it's that, that's how I kind of work it. I go, wow, that was a really good shoot. Yeah. I got X amount of percent of sh shots that came out well. Yeah, but that's, again, depends on how you want to look at it. But yeah, the different angles now, and when I say, oh, it looks really flat, like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, like this. And mm. then you change an angle slightly or this and that, body positions, and all of a sudden... This is what being creative is. 
Yeah. This is what photography is, capturing yeah. a moment in time that you'll never get again. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? And it's just, that's the benefit is when, when I see a capture and I show the model and they get excited, I'm like, that's why I do it. This yeah. is why we do it. I've, I've done my job. I'm, and you know, the biggest thing I think what I, I want to look for this year is I want to look at my folio and look at my work and go, I'm proud of what I've done. Yeah. I'm proud of this. You should be, man. You've, no, got, some, you've got some good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. It means a lot. Just, it, it means just a lot. not a lot of videos. <laughs> I don't think of any videos, but we'll work on that. But no, I think that's, that's the goal this year is I want to be proud of my work because if you take pride in something, you know, you really, really look forward to doing it. And yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. I want to be recognized in the sense of, you know, from people that I look up to and go, wow, that was great. I'm like, thank you. Oh my God. Do you ever, um, and I'm, this is a, loaded question because mm. i know what the answer is but do you ever get creative blocks yeah all the time all the time how because do you, how do you manage them how i manage them i go to different locations i go to different spots i work with different people that's how i do it because mm. at times you know people see the images that i can post or anyone like i want to do that i want that i'm like yeah that's great i've done that before we've done that before it's it's been done but sometimes if you go, I don't know, like I like beach shoots, but we, my friend and I, Jordan, went to uh, Ferry Cove in Wilson's Prom. Mm -hmm. Never seen like a, a landscape like that. And it just completely changed my aspect. I'm like, all right, I've got to start venturing out to different spots and I've just got to start making the effort going out to different places. Yeah. And my big ones, I want to start shooting indoors more this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't shoot indoors very often. Why? I More to the space and like studio highs and things like that. Like, that's, Do you get claustrophobic? No. No, it's more the experience. It's more time. And like, uh, for example, like I can go to beach after work during summer and oh, still yeah. shoot. Whereas on the weekends, you know, if I need to hire like an apartment or something or an Airbnb to shoot, like like it's trickier to kind of navigate that. Yep, yep. So yep. I'm working on that as well. But hopefully if I get my own space issue, I can set up, you know, things like this and be able yeah, to shoot in cool. spaces. Yeah, that's, that's the good. plan. Okay. So yeah, a lot of things go in behind the work, but video. Okay. So video. Yep. Um, Location shoots, yep. um, potentially getting a new camera. Anything else for 2024? What does 2024 look for, Rich? That. That is, the, you've kind of encapsulated everything. But, mm. you know, be proud of the work and, you know, good things will come from that. Mm. That's that's all I'm really working on. Because, like I said, it's also meeting all the new people. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because it's cool now because the more recognition you get and the better work you produce, obviously the better people and caliber of people you get to work with in a sense. I know it's not great to you know scale it in that sense, but again, there are people who I will, I've wanted to work with for so long, but they've never really looked at my work because it wasn't up to the standard they want. Yeah. Now it's like, I can do that. And that feels, that feels good. Yeah. And it's, it's all about, uh, it's all about progress, right? And being comfortable with, with where you're at mm -hmm. but then i also think that it is a little bit of it is a little bit finicky with if other people don't want to work with you and they they didn't previously and then all of a sudden they do it's kind of like uh, no I, I but i understand the whole notion of yeah progress I, too right i like, understand it as well yeah it, that, that, and you got to be at some point you've got to be honest with yourself like i've gotten better i know i have so now i've got an opportunity to be working with better people but like opportunities like melbourne fashion week and runway shooting, like I haven't done that in ages. It's cool to be asked to do that. That was mm, awesome. Mm. You know, that's cool recognition. How did you get into that? Uh, I was shooting for a brand called Sea Witch Swimwear, um, a, a bikini brand in Australia, and yeah. Simone, a oh, fantastic lady. She's yeah, yeah. she works out of Melbourne, and yeah, she. So you know Blaze? 
Yeah, I've met her before. Yeah, I shot her at um, Melbourne Fashion Week last year. Yeah. She had the big wings and unbelievable. It was yeah. cool. But yeah, that aspect, again, learning in that space, but having that as part of, like, you know, I guess, my resume, it, it's really cool. But getting published a few times, you know, several times last year and everything, and now we're, I'm pushing for like bigger magazines and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the goal. You know what I mean? Like, Which magazine? Which magazine do you want to be in the most? Maxim. That's one Ooh. of them. Yeah. Because that's the sort of vibe and style I'm kind of pushing for. And I've got two shoots that were done recently that I feel are at the, to the level that I can submit to that. Um, but there's a few that I've just been looking at. 100K, 89, like all those kind of ones with that, that kind of level. If yeah. I can get published in that, happy days. If I can get a cover, even better. Mm. So that's a cool thing. But Hopefully this year. Yeah, hopefully I can get a video out too. <laughs> <laughs> and a second podcast on Unbuttoned. Would love that a lot. Not going to lie. This has been awesome. As a photographer, where do you think, what advice would you give to someone wanting to take up photography? Keep trying. Keep capturing. Keep trying new things. Mm. Because you never know what you'll fall into and what your niche is. I think it's funny the constant thing that I get from, I guess, you know, my mates and, oh my God, you got such a good job. You do you get all this. I'm like, but it's not about the girls I hang out with and all those kind of things. Like, cause I'm trying to capture different images and all the things. That's a benefit of it. Right. Mm. They're beautiful. It, it's, you know, that's a benefit of what I do. That's not what we do it. That's mm. not what I do it for. Mm. And I think that's the way the aspect is a disconnect with a lot of that. They just see the the product and it's just, you know, pretty girls and this and that. I'm like, that's not what it's about. Though. People still think that I am the product. I get the sugar daddies messaging me going, pay you $7,000 just for conversation. I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not the person on that photo. What are you doing? <laughs> can't, can't you read but, the bio? But, but take, take the seven grand. <laughs> seven and, grand, and seven then, grand. And, you then, know what I mean? and then any of you bastards out there want to make a fake account for me, please go right ahead. Yeah. Cause I need to see a fake account of myself. <laughs> Do it. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a hot minute. I need to know that someone still loves me. <laughs> but no, I, I put that I put that on the on the Instagram like yeah. note, right? And someone replied, "Fr question mark," and I'm like, "Holy shit! I don't know what fr means." And then it's for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I guess going back to that question about what would you tell a photographer? Uh, for me, it's 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 networking is probably like the most like the biggest thing I've learned to be successful is networking in this industry. Yeah. <clears throat> because everyone's willing to help, but you just need the right people helping you. Mm. That is probably the biggest thing. So networking and trying. Mm. I've tried and failed so many times, hundreds and thousands of photos that I've taken mm. that are just not up to the standard that I would go. I like that. I'm proud of that. So my take on that is um, <clears throat> don't be afraid to, uh, take photos in lots of different situations mm. um, using either your phone or using a digital SLR. Like, cause if you're taking photos, you're learning. Mm. And, um, and I know on phones, there are apps now that uh, give you full capabilities if you are using a digital SLR, but it's on your phone. Um, <clears throat> and then the other component that you mentioned about networking is um, really focusing on your people skills because your people skills are the ones that are going to improve over time. Yeah. And you're going to meet 
more people that will either help to elevate you or give you opportunities to shoot more. So I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. Because yeah. if you can, yeah, if you can't talk to people and you know follow up and the basic communication pieces, like that's it, it's kind of all for naught because you don't get another opportunity again. Yeah, and 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 you don't necessarily need to be like your subject doesn't necessarily need to be people, but you still need people skills. I agree. To be able to meet people to like shoot cars or shoot animals or whatever. Products, anything. Or products, yeah. 100%. Like I did one for um, a restaurant in Mordialic called Tommy Ralph. Yeah. Great relationship with those people there. Amazing. And that was a really fun experience to just be a part of that and being in the fun atmosphere and trying to capture that. It was all supposed to be video, but I did all the photos for it. Were they upset that they didn't get a video? Yeah. No, they did. They not from. <laughs> they got a. They did get a video, but not from me. But we'll oh, work on that. That's. Oh. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm practicing. Do you mind if I? Yeah. Come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, offer the time and yeah. get the practice. That's what I'm gonna be doing for the next. You know, like if I'm getting the encouragement to do videos, absolutely. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm just gonna offer that for a lot for a while. Yeah. Until I get to a standard, like, that's good. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. So, so how can people find you? Uh, right now, um, Instagram, second.sky underscore media. Second.sky underscore media. What's what's up with the dots and the underscores? Second sky was taken. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to find a way. And then there's a it kind of bolts onto all the other profiles that I'll, I'm kind of making. So it's, you know, third sky is my black and white one. It's very easy to follow. And yeah. the fourth sky is going to be a bit different. So it's going to be, that's oh. the video one. Oh. Funny enough, between us. Fourth dimension. Ooh, even better. The Matrix. But the whole thing about, you know, your pitch and thing is that dead elevate. That's going up different levels of the sky. Oh. That's the whole pitch behind it. Because everyone's like, oh, why'd you pick the name? Dead elevate. You know, that little catch and pitch. That's one of those things. Challenge yourself and you never know where you're going to go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. 100%. But. Well, so Mate. good to have you on the oh, podcast. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it was seriously one of my favorite things I've done. <laughs> thanks so much for coming. Thank uh, it's thank been you, great. Um, thanks everyone for listening in. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification button. And I'll see you on the next one. See ya. See you later.